Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture. With me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Level Up English podcast with me, Michael Lavers. So I hope you're doing well. Hope you have had a nice January so far. Hope it's all going well with you. I am feeling a little bit jet lagged today. So at the time of this recording, I've just recently come back from the UK. It was actually a lot faster than the flight out. I think we had some wind pushing us along, but it was around 10 or I think maybe 11 hours on the plane. And it's a long time to spend on the plane. And even today, a few days later, I'm still feeling a bit jet lagged, which means my brain is confused, like what time it is. I'm hungry all the time. I don't know why. I'm tired all the time. So I'm slowly getting back to normal, but it takes a while. I don't know. Have you ever experienced that level of jet lag before? Let me know if you have any tips on how to overcome it. Maybe I could use some tips from you as well. But this is episode 255, and we're talking today all about linking. Linking. So this is... Let me explain what this is. I'll explain why we're doing it and introduce this mini-series to you. So this is going to be a series of episodes I'm doing on pronunciation, a big topic that is requested when it comes to English and British English specifically. So textbook English, English you find in a standard textbook or maybe that you learned at school, is different or can be different from natural spoken English, English that you find on the streets. And a big part of this comes down to pronunciation, the way that uh, we talk. And that's why you might not understand fully how things are said in movies or TV shows. Uh, How things are said in natural, real-life conversations are often different to how they're said in a textbook. You know, I often hear the problem from you guys. Michael, I can understand you really easily. I can understand my English teacher, whoever. But when I listen to a movie or a podcast that is not intended for English learners... I find it quite difficult. I cannot understand what is being said in this TV show, for example. And I think this could be a big reason why, what we're going to cover today. So as I said, this episode is all about linking. Now, linking is a feature of pronunciation, one feature, where a consonant sound like b, g, k connects from the end of one word to the beginning of the next word, right? So one example is a common phrase, not at all. If you kind of learn this officially or you learn the correct way, correct way to say this, it would be not at all, not at all. But that sounds a bit strange, doesn't it? You know, this might be a phrase you use in response to Oh, thank you so much for your help. It kind of means like you're welcome. Yeah, ah, not at all. Not at all. Right. It kind of means 
don't mention it. Don't worry about it. It's no problem. But if I was saying it naturally, I would say not at all. Yeah, not at all. Don't mention it. Okay, so can you hear that difference there? We have not at all and naturally not at all. It's quite different there. So very slowly, let's break that down. No. Ta. Tall. So you can hear there the T at the end of not and at moves to the beginning of the next word. So not becomes no, at becomes ta, and all becomes tall. Not at all. Not at all. Have a go yourself and see if you can say it in a slightly more natural way, right? Not at all. It's much easier than saying it slowly, not at all, right? So that's kind of what linking is. And as I said, we're going to do more episodes in the future on different features of pronunciation. We will get to them later, but I'm going to keep it simple. I don't want to give you too much in one episode. So let's just stick to this one linking today. So usually this is what happens when we have a word ending in a consonant like t and the next word beginning in a vowel like a or a, right? So we link words together basically to make it easier to pronounce because it can be quite difficult otherwise. Another example is bad apple. Ends in the consonant d and begins in the vowel a, apple. So rather than saying bad apple, we might say it like this. Bad apple. Bad apple. So slowly, ba, dapple. Dapple. Weird, isn't it? A bit faster. Let's speed it up now. Bad apple. Bad apple. Bad apple. Okay, so we're kind of joining these sounds together. Bad apple. He's a bad apple, right? Uh, I don't know what that means. Bad apple? Is that an expression? You can say someone's a bad egg. A bad egg, which is the same pronunciation rule. If you're a bad egg, it's kind of like you're a bad person. You know, you're not a good person to be around. Uh, he's a bad egg. Don't listen to him. Bad apple? We might say that. I can't think right now, but that, that might be an expression. Anyway, let's do some more examples. So I'm going to make this a little bit more interesting for you. I'm going to give some more examples and also share an expression for some of these as well. So we'll be learning expressions that you can use as well as the pronunciation, and I'll be talking about them a bit more. So it's not really just like an English lesson. That would be a bit boring. We're going to be kind of having a conversation as well. Um, perhaps a bit one-sided, but that's okay. So it's really common, this pronunciation rule linking, when we have, for example, an, and then another word that begins with a vowel, like an apple, an apple, for example, or another one, an elephant, an elephant. Look over there, it's an elephant, an elephant, or an elephant, an elephant. Hear that sound? That N shifts into the beginning of the next word. An elephant. An elephant. Okay, so practice that one yourself. And the expression I want to share with this one is an elephant never forgets. 
An elephant never forgets. So this, I don't, I don't know where this comes from, actually. I suppose maybe elephants have a really good memory. Maybe there is some truth behind it. But either way, either, whether it's true or not, we have this idea that elephants have a good memory. So there's this expression that an elephant never forgets. You might see this in children's books and children's stories. And we can also use it for people as well. So if someone remembers your name really well, you can say, ah, an elephant never forgets. It's a bit weird perhaps describing them as an elephant, but it can also be used for people. Like someone has a really good memory. An elephant never forgets. Okay, another one we could do is orange. An orange, right? So an orange becomes an orange. An orange. Look, I have an orange. I have an orange. Okay, the more you think about it, the weirder it sounds, but I promise this is natural. This is how most people would say it in speech, uh, at least in British English. An orange. So I, yeah, I, I think we also have an example in the expression here. We're not saying an, but we're saying and. So this expression is comparing apples and oranges. Comparing apples and oranges. Comparing apples and oranges. Okay, comparing apples and oranges. So there's one way you could say and oranges. Ah, very weird. Apples and oranges. Okay, apples and oranges. So this is used to compare two things that are just quite different, right? If you're making a comparison between two things that are so different and it's not a very good comparison, the other person can say, Ah, oh, you're comparing apples and oranges. They're not the same. Why are you comparing these two things? It's not a good comparison, right? So it's kind of a, a metaphor in some ways. So maybe we could say comparing people in Thailand to people in the UK is like comparing apples and oranges. They're just culturally too different. So the comparison doesn't really make sense. Okay, so I'm sure you can think of a better example than I can, but there is one. Let's do one more now with a vowel. Owl. We're talking about the bird, owl. So we could say an owl. Look over there. I see an owl in the tree. An owl. Have a go yourself with that one. And the expression we can do here is a night owl. Night owl. Or if we say it faster, night owl. Night owl. Now it's become a towel? How strange is that? A night owl. So you might know this one, a night owl. This is a person who prefers to be awake and active during the night rather than in the morning. So a night owl will tend to sleep very late and also wake up very late. I don't think I'm a night owl. I, you know, it's always nice to sleep as long as you can, of course, but I prefer to wake up early in the morning because I feel like I'm more productive in the morning. I'm recording this podcast in the morning, for example, and I just find my mind works much better despite my sleepiness. So maybe you can let me know in the comments over on the podcast page, do you think you are a night owl or night owl or an early bird? That's the opposite. Night owl or early bird? And which, which one has the most benefits? I would say 
one benefit of being an early bird is that kind of matches more with the schedule of most people. I think the way that work is set up in most countries and most situations is suited for early birds, right? You kind of to wake up early, go to work, come back maybe at five or six in the evening. It's not really suited for night owls because you have to wake up very early to start work. So that's one disadvantage of being a night owl. But anyway, let's move on to the second section of this pronunciation episode. And this is where we have two consonants together. And these can be the same sound or even similar sounds. We might come back to this more in a future episode. But when the last letter of one word and the first letter of the next word are the same, they get linked as well. So, for example, if you feel lucky, feel lucky, same sound, right? It can get combined. Feel lucky, feel lucky. So this might be hard to hear, but I'm basically saying slowly, feel lucky, feel lucky. So in other words, I'm not really saying two L sounds. I'm not, I'm not saying feel lucky, feel lucky. There's one L sound there because that combines into one. So hopefully you can hear that. Another example is big gorilla, big gorilla. Okay, so what I'm doing here with that g sound, I'm ending the word big, but I'm not releasing the air. I'm saying big, like that, big. So the muscles in my mouth and my throat are ready to say the g, but they haven't released the air. It's not until I say the gorilla, the g on that word, that the air is released. So slowly, it's like this, big gorilla, big gorilla. So rather than big gorilla, big gorilla. It's joined together, two G sounds, two G sounds become one. Big gorilla. Have a go yourself. I do have some examples like big gorilla, and I thought about what could be an idiom related to big gorillas. And I don't think we have one. So let's skip that one. There isn't a good expression as far as I know. But the next one, there is. Next one is hot tea. So slowly, hot tea, or more quickly, hot tea, hot tea. So two T sounds become one. That first T kind of disappears. Hot tea, hot tea. Have a go yourself. There isn't an expression with hot tea, but there is with tea. So we can say, it's not my cup of tea. Not my cup of tea. Not my cup of tea. Okay, so this expression is used to show that something is not your preference. It's not what you like. Really, really common one. If it's not your cup of tea, you just don't like it. So I tried some new pizza last night. This is a made up story. But I could say it wasn't a good pizza. It just, it, yeah, maybe pizza isn't my cup of tea. I'm not really a fan of pizza, honestly. Oh, here's a true story, actually. So yesterday morning, I was feeling quite peckish. That means hungry, peckish, a little bit hungry. 
And I thought, there's no way I can wait until lunchtime. I need food for breakfast. And I looked in the fridge, I looked in the cupboards. I had nothing really suitable uh, apart from just some bread, but I want something a bit nicer. So I ordered some pancakes, some like real American style pancakes for breakfast. I, I never really had them before, like the American style. And they were pretty good, pretty good. However, I would say probably it's not my cup of tea. I'm not accustomed to having, I'm not used to having a big meal at breakfast. And I think it was quite a lot. It's lots of pancakes with you know, sugar, peanut butter, blueberries, banana. It was quite a lot of food. So I felt a little bit too sick after that. It's just, maybe it's not my cup of tea. So let me know what is not your cup of tea. Maybe you've been to a, a country before, you went traveling and you didn't really like it. It's not your cup of tea. Let me know where you can use that expression in your life. A couple more here. We could do grand design. No expression for this one, but another example, grande design. Uh, together, that becomes grand design. Grand design. Grand design. Okay, it only works if you say it quickly. Grand design. So once you've practiced that for yourself, let's move on to the next one. Now let's do two more now with two expressions. Cold day. Since moving to Thailand, I have not experienced a cold day. However, that sounds a little bit too easy, doesn't it? It's, it's too textbook. We, we want to sound more natural and how people would sound on the street you know, in real life. So I would say, you guessed it, cold day, cold day, right? So slowly, it's a little bit like cold day. Faster, cold day. Okay, cold day. So the expression, uh, yeah, actually this, this does work. So this expression is connected to the previous rule of consonant vowel. And this is as cold as ice. Cold as ice. So here we're changing the D to the as. Cold daz as cold as ice, as cold as ice. And actually it's happening with as ice as well, right? As cold da zeiss, as cold as zeiss. The more you say it, the weirder it sounds. Like, is that even a word anymore? But yeah, naturally, as cold as ice. Can you say that? So when you're saying something is as cold as ice, literally it just means this is cold the same level of cold as ice. But usually it's being described in relation to somebody's heart or somebody's feeling towards someone else. She is as cold as ice. That means the way she treats you is not warm, it's very cold. Like she hates you, she doesn't want to talk to you. She's as cold as ice. Maybe you've been somewhere before where you felt the people just weren't very friendly. The people in that town are as cold as ice. They will never smile at you. Okay, last one here. Best time. Before I tell you how to pronounce this one quickly, have a go yourself. See if you can work it out without me telling you. Best time becomes best time. 
best time. Best time. So I had the best time over Christmas. Over Christmas, I was in the UK for about two and a half weeks, something like that. And it sounds really simple, but one of my favorite things I did was simply just walking around, walking around the countryside. I did so many walks in the forest, around these little country lanes. I went cycling as well. And to be honest, it was miserable weather. It was raining, it was cold, it was muddy. For the entire holiday, it was wet. But I still really enjoyed it. Just having that freedom of being out in the countryside is not something I've had here in Thailand. So I enjoyed that aspect a lot. So I had the best time going for my walks in the UK. And the expression here is quite a simple one. It's quite obvious what it means. And this is to have the time of your life. We don't say best time. We say have the time of your life. So this doesn't really match the rule that we're talking about in terms of pronunciation. But anyway, when you have the time of your life, this just means you have a really good time, right? It means you have a really fun time with whatever you're doing. So during my Christmas break, I had the time of my life. It was super fun. I really enjoyed it. Let me know when you had the time of your life. There are also other ways we can link sounds together. For example, vowels and vowels coming together. However, I think this is a little bit different than what we're talking about today. And I think we'll return to that in a future episode. So maybe we could do a quick summary here before we get into some other stuff. But I would like to know, is this new information for you? Give me your feedback on this episode. You're always welcome to join in the conversation at levelupenglish.school slash podcast 255. Over there, you can leave a comment, share your feedback, practice what we've been learning as well. And let me know, did you know about this before? When you speak, do you use this pronunciation pattern? Or is this new for you? I'd be interested to hear uh, if I've shared anything new today. We have something a little bit different now here at the end of the episode. So I want to mention some kind of review. Uh, but also, I had a nice voice message recently from Camille. So on my website on Level Up English, there is an option to leave a voice recording that I can play on a future episode. So let's listen to what Camille had to say, and I'll see you afterwards. Hi, I'm Camille from Poland, and I really like your podcast. It's very interesting and I uh, have a feeling that thanks to it, I was able to improve my listening skills. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you so much, Camille, for taking the time to leave that nice short audio message. It means a lot to me. It's really great to hear your voice. And I'm glad the podcast has helped in some way with your listening uh, ability as well. So thank you very much. Uh, again, you can leave an audio message for the podcast as well if you go to levelupenglish.school slash podcast. You can leave a question or just say hi like Camel did. And if it's good quality, I may play it in a future episode. So thank you once again. I think right now I want to share something that I was only recently aware of. So I don't really use Spotify I know my podcast is on Spotify, but I don't really use it much myself. However, 
there are some features on Spotify that you can use to support the podcast and interact as well. So I would like to ask if you do use Spotify, maybe you could just give a quick five stars or a like, whatever it is called on the app on my podcast. And it just helps more people find out about it. That could be a nice late Christmas present for me, if you don't mind. It should only take one second for you. You can also comment on the episodes as well, which I only recently found out about. So I get a lot of really nice comments over there and I really appreciate them all. Honestly, too many to read, but I had one, for example, on episode 252, the last one of 2023 from MT. MT said, I've long been a Thai listener of yours and I'm so surprised you moved to Thailand. I hope you have a great time in Thailand. So thank you very much, MT. I will have a great time here. Thank you for listening. It's nice that you're listening from the country I'm in now as well. I had another one from Nayef on that same episode who said, this episode was uber beneficial to me. I felt supercalifragilisticexpialidocious while I'm listening. (laughs) I really appreciate your effort. That is the word from Mary Poppins. Is that right? Uh, Yes, Mary Poppins, the 1964 movie. So it's kind of a made-up word that has become (laughs) popular somehow. So yeah, thank you for that comment. I've got loads more uh, from uh, Tutu, who said, I love this episode. Uh, Matt Maftuna said, perfect. Paulina gave some fire emojis. That's just from one episode. So I have so many comments. I'll read some of them when I have the time. Uh, on the episode, but I really appreciate all of the feedback people give on Spotify as well. I don't don't ignore you guys either. But usually, Apple Podcasts is where I read the reviews, and I'll get back to that next episode. So, yeah, I guess that's it. Let's just end with a quote. Thank you so much for listening. Really hope you enjoyed this one. I will share a quote with another example of what we've been talking about today. The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. So here we have best time. Not best time, but best time. Okay, so that's a good example. And I think it's also a really nice quote that it may feel like it's too late to start something. Maybe you feel like, oh, I'm too old to learn English. I'm too old to learn a new language now. And yeah, okay, maybe it's true that it would be easier 10 years ago. That would be the best time, right? When you were younger. But the second best time is now. Now is much better than tomorrow, for example. So keep that in mind. I think it's a great quote to to live by and remember. But anyway, I'll leave it here. Thank you so much for listening or watching. And I'll see you in the next one. Goodbye, everyone. You have been listening to the Level Up English podcast. If you would like to leave a question to be answered on a future episode, then please go to levelupenglish.school forward slash podcast. That's levelupenglish.school slash podcast. And I'll answer your question on a future episode. Thanks for listening.